welcome to another episode of A Little Spooky, the podcast where we talk about things that spook us just a little bit, like monsters, UFOs, cryptids, conspiracy theories, or when you accidentally disturb that cloud of daddy long legs in the corner of a park bathroom. My name is Colleen. <laughs> Yuck, I'm Everett. Has that never happened to you? I mean... I guess it has, but yeah, gross. I mean, do you remember the before times when we were allowed to use park bathrooms? Yeah, and just go out more often yeah. than when you need to go shopping. Exactly. But I mean, it's I maybe it's different in a women's bathroom because y- you have to sit down or at yeah. least like, you know, you're in a compromised position. And there's always like a cloud of daddy long legs that you think is dirt and then your foot brushes it and it's like. Oh, on the ground. I thought you meant like in the corner of the ceiling. No, that's never happened to you. I'm in and out. Yeah, lucky. Men. Just get a funnel. It's the same thing. See, I've thought about it, but then you have to carry around a funnel with like piss residue. Reminds me of those old infomercials for that golf club for men. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Put your dong in and take a whiz. God, dudes are gross. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that was really like a common thing. You know somebody bought to, and used it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's just taking advantage of old people. Disgusting online, old men. Or, yeah, that watch TV or whatever. Sick. <sighs> so, yeah, I mean, what's going on, Colleen? It's been it's been rough out there. It has been rough out there. Yeah. Are you referring to anything in particular? Well, yeah, I was just saying, like, <laughs> last last week we talked about, like, the 2012 stuff, and we kind of alluded to how just the news in general is just mm-hmm. bad news all the time. And Texas is just freezing to death right now. That's, yes. Did you know that February 21st was supposed to be a zombie apocalypse? I just found this out about 45 seconds ago on my phone. Why? Why February 21st? I don't know, but clearly they were wrong because it is past the 21st. I saw another thing, just to briefly mention this. Apparently on March 4th, and I forget the date that this episode will air, but apparently on March 4th, 2021, Donald Trump is going to be inaugurated as the 18th president. What? I am so confused by this apparent new Q conspiracy or whatever. Wait, who were the first 17 then? The first 17, or maybe it was 18, somewhere around there. The last true president was Grant, Ulysses Grant. <laughs> by what metric? And since then, I think it was like 1871 or some date around that time, America has been incorporated. So everything that has happened to the Constitution and any president since then is not valid. And March 4th used to be Inauguration Day before 1871 or whatever that year is. And now they're expecting Trump to be inaugurated on the 4th. It's, Ugh, it's just, That really is spooky. I don't know what's going on in their heads. Like, why, why would they think that would ever actually happen? And why even try and spread misinformation like that when it really isn't going to accomplish anything? I don't know. I see, and I, man, I don't want to get too far into Yeah, we're not going to get political. It's just like, I just thought it was interesting. It's a spooky thought as a woman, because I like voting and, you know, personal freedoms. I just think it's funny. It's like, if if that's what some people truly believe, then has America just never had a leader since the 1800s? Yeah. Have we been in like a time warp? I mean, they acknowledge that time has passed, but they just don't acknowledge the, like... 
legitimacy of anything that has happened since then. Apparently. I just don't get it. Don't Somebody either. write in if you believed or have a member of your family or friends who believes in QAnon. I just want to know. Why? I just want to know the thought <laughs> process. I just want to. I just want to know. So. Well, feel free to today. Today we're stepping away from conspiracy corner. Okay. I, I don't know about you, but I'm still shook from last week. Really? A little bit. The yeah. feedback we got from that episode, people liked it, but they it left them unsettled. I mean, I, I imagine it's a very divisive topic. I, I mean, obviously, so much of it is just bull, but it's still yeah. interesting to think about a lot of the smaller parts we talked about. And that's what had me. I'm just thinking, like, am I real? Do I exist? No. I do exist, right? Do well, we that exist? Was, see, that was at the end. I said, maybe the universe starts when you're born and it ends when you die. Because you're the only thing that exists. What, what is existence if you don't exist and can't comprehend? You know what? We got to move on from this. Well, well I, I wanted to just, before we move on, I have one quote that I wanted to quick read regarding okay. my mindset the past week or so. Okay. Quoting the great Jaden Smith. Oh. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? See? <laughs> He's hashtag woke. Yeah, that's a really old tweet that he did, but I don't know. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, we're stepping away from this. We need to be grounded again. Yeah, you know what? Let's all just agree that we all exist and the world is turning as it always has. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I don't want to like infringe too much on our sister podcast, Night Marathon. Mm -hmm. But I just want something that is simple. I'm not going to have an existential crisis again. In a previous episode, we had a battle royale of cryptids. We're going to do something very similar today, but instead of cryptids, we're going to do famous horror movie villains slash monsters slash antagonists. Okay, so I'm going to step forward right now and admit something. And this is something that Everett finds very irritating about me. But I hate horror movies. I don't watch them. <laughs> I mean, okay. I get it. Obviously, horror movies are not for everyone. I love horror movies personally. And I will say the contestants or whatever you would like to call them in this week's episode are iconic. Yes. And I, I guarantee everyone listening to this will know at the very least like three quarters of these, if not all of them. Right. And I'll give a brief description about each one, too. So, but I just want everyone to about. know that. I'm a completely objective person because having not seen the majority of these films, I'm just judging the villain and the villain alone on scariness. And in the previous episode we did about cryptids, we did battle style Royale who would win in a fight. But this week we're just doing who is the scariest? Who yes. is the spookiest? Who is the most terrifying movie villain out yes. there? So I have 16 movie villains that we're going to talk about. So in no particular order, we are going to be talking about Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Leatherface, Michael Myers, Pennywise, Chucky, Samara from The Ring, Jigsaw, The Thing, Jack Torrance from The Shining, Hannibal Lecter, Pinhead, The Xenomorphs, The Entity from It Follows, Pazuzu, which is the demon from The Exorcist, and lastly, Damien from The Omen. Okay. 
So I have randomized that list, and we're just going to talk one-on-one. Okay. I'm so ready. first up, we have Jigsaw versus Michael Myers. So brief description about each one. Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Jigsaw generally appears to his victims as a puppet with red and sometimes glowing eyes, a pale white face, red lips, and red swirls on his cheek. The puppet's name is Billy. The puppet is not the villain. It's just like obviously a puppet that the killer is controlling. So the killer is Jigsaw. The puppet is Billy. He would capture people that he considered flawed or took life for granted. He would then put that victim in a game of life or death, which usually involved a test that was symbolic of that victim's flaws. So, for example, uh, he once captured a drug dealer and forced them to jump into a pit of needles to get a key in order to escape. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, there's so many Saw movies. Yeah. And that's generally the gist. Got it. Um, Jigsaw never necessarily wanted to kill the victims. His opinion was that... If the victim had the will to escape, they had the ability to change their life for the better. That was his motive. And one last note, uh, he cut out a chunk of flesh out of every dead victim in the shape of a puzzle piece, which is how he got the name Jigsaw. Got it. So Jigsaw is going against Michael Myers from Halloween. I think this one is definitely more iconic. Yeah, yeah. Halloween was like the first slasher movie. And Michael Myers was a psychotic killer that carried a knife, wore a simple white mask. Just general note, do you know who gave the cast for that mask? Yes, I did, actually, because I love Star Trek. Yeah, it's William Shatner. It's a Captain Kirk mask. Yep. And then um, about Michael Myers, he developed an obsession over the protagonist of the film series, who was played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And he is extremely difficult to hurt, seemingly impossible to kill, having survived gunshots, fire, explosions, and many other types of attacks. Sure. I mean, I said I was going to avoid spoilers, but everyone kind of knows about this. Like, he constantly dies and comes back in the sequel. I mean, these movies are well over 30 years old. Well over, yeah. (laughs) It it was just rebooted, too, but, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, he's just constantly coming back from the dead in the sequels. So, yeah, those are the two that are going up against each other. What do you find more scary? (sighs) All right, so... One of them is just psychotic murderer, Michael Myers. He yeah. has no motives other than he's psychotic. I mean, I was trying to avoid spoilers, but, I mean, since that series is very old, I, I guess, like, if you haven't seen it, you're probably never going to see it because you're not interested in it. He's obsessed over the character played by Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. who is later revealed to be his little sister. So he yeah. has, like, a complex. Right. Well, and he, isn't he the one who killed his sister, his older sister, at the beginning of the first movie? Yeah, but not Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. No, but he... He, he killed that's his whole why family. He, right. Yeah. Okay. But he has, other than that, he has no motive. He just, like, woke up one day as a kid and was like, I feel like killing my fam. Yeah, he's just mentally, like, not there. Like, there's something wrong in there. Yeah. And the, the whole point of the movie series is, like, he doesn't start doing anything after he escapes the mental asylum. So, like, he was put away for, right. whatever, for the death of his family. And he's just trying to finish the job, I guess. The other one's just an old man trying to make people see the error of their ways. Yeah, and I mean... I I do want to avoid spoilers. He does have a motive for the reasons that he's doing it, but basically he's hunting down, kidnapping people, and forcing them through a series of tasks that they may or may not survive. 
Okay, here's my opinion. First Saw movie is great. Every sequel sucks. They're okay. just like torture porn type movies. Sure. But the first one is very clever, in my opinion. His, I guess his purpose is he's not right in the head, and I think he had someone that wronged him or something, and he wanted to like have revenge in an indirect way. This is just, you know what? This is just it's a, not about motive, though. Who's scarier? That's the point. I know, but these are just the, uh, the, the, the wrongdoings of a confused old man. I think that the scarier one is the one who kills people as a child. That's true. You start young. I mean, I assume that Jigsaw was just a regular old man. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, he just had... Can you blame him? I, He's okay. just a sweet Here, old man. And we're not judging the movies. We're judging the villains. I will say, as a concept, I do prefer Saw, but only the first one. Um... But that being said, I do agree with you. I think Michael Myers is scarier. Well, yeah. And I mean, okay. So I, part of the reason I don't like slasher movies, I guess in particular this franchise, is it's really hard for me to believe that somebody would just kill their family for no reason until I started listening to crime yeah, and say, realized that, that those people time. exist. Most homicides are done by like spouses. Yes, or but a lot of times you can understand the motive like money, sex, sex and money, that sort of thing. Sometimes, I mean, if we're talking like a Ted Bundy, he's just crazy. And so therefore, the fact that Michael Myers could exist in the real world. I mean, these are movies. I know, but see, this is why I don't watch horror movies, because it's the real world that is making me the most anxious. Michael but My Michael Myers. I'm, My yeah, I'm going to go Michael Myers. Moving on. Next up, we have Pinhead versus Freddy Krueger. So for those that don't know, Pinhead is from the Hellraiser series. This series of movies is insane. And like, I don't know if it was different directors or something, but it seems like the movies kind of go in different directions. It's not like a s actual sequential series. It's just kind of like sure. new story each time with the same characters kind of. Mm -hmm. And they kind of change uh, Pinhead a little bit too. And we'll talk quickly about that. So he is one of the Cenobites, uh, also referred to as the Hell Priest, the Pope of Hell, or just the lead Cenobite. Badass. So th these are basically just demons slash aliens, depending on your interpretation. Okay. Um, he wears uh, leather and has a pale white and bald head with pins coming out of his face and head. So he is literally just like a spooky pin cushion on a leather suit. And he was like born as one of these Cenobites or he used to be a person who joined the ranks? <laughs> um, I mean, I forget where they talk about this. So I, I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler, but basically it's implied that all the Cenobites are formerly people oh. that kind of turn into these things. And that's why it's, it gets a little confusing because these movies kind of treat their origin differently depending on the movie. So sure. sometimes it's literally like they're from hell. Sometimes it's like a different realm, like in a different universe. So that wouldn't make sense if they were formerly people. Why mm -hmm. would they go to like an alternate universe? But anyway, Pinhead is described as a sadomasochist. So he uses hooks that he can summon out of nowhere and use them to cut, hang, flay, or otherwise torture his victims. Wow, like that. Uh, depending on the movie you're watching, Pinhead kind of is different from other villains in the fact that he is very articul articulate with his words, unlike me. <laughs> um, he speaks only when necessary and has a personal code when it comes to choosing his victims and how he treats them upon their capture. So he's like a very intelligent and imposing figure. 
and is like basically he's like trying to treat you as if he's your god and like is trying to intimidate you scare you okay basically have you beg for mercy got it pinhead is going up against freddy krueger i would argue probably the most iconic uh villain that we're going to talk about today he is from the nightmare on elm street he's a vengeful spirit of a serial killer that invades people's dreams in order to kill them he has a burned face decayed teeth wears a fedora and a striped red and green sweater he wears a glove that has razors attached to the fingers. Uh, the actor who plays Freddy Krueger, Robert England, said that he believed Freddy specifically represented neglect suffered by children and also symbolized some subconscious fears. So what he does, he can change form in your dreams and likes to come up with strange and creative ways to torture and kill his victims, usually with a sense of humor as well. This, these well, movie, at least he's fun well, about it. These movies it. are very tongue-in-cheek and he likes to use puns and crack jokes while he's basically hunting you down. See, that kind of changes my opinion. So yeah, he likes to toy with people. I mean, and obviously it's for the sake of the movie where it's like dark humor, but if you think about it, if it's happening to you, wouldn't it be super creepy if someone is like joking about your demise while you're dying or something? Well, I mean, you're like in a really serious anxiety-induced moment and someone just tries to lighten the mood a little bit. True. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one's interesting because they are both, uh, I mean, I don't, magical's not the right word, but they're both supernatural beings. Yeah, both supernatural. I would argue that Pinhead is more magical because he can kind of bend time space when he summons things and has weird powers that I didn't even talk about, but there's a lot going on with all of the different Hellraiser movies. Okay. Scariest. Now they both look very scary. Yeah. One is like very BDSM pin face and he, you know, like a priest robe has, made out of yeah. leather. And he has very, a very serious face. Freddy Krueger is almost always smiling. Yes. And I don't know if I find Freddy Krueger less scary because of, how well I know the franchise. Like, and I've seen a couple of those movies. Yeah. I think personally, even though somebody like getting into my dreams is terrifying. I think that like, if I was in bed and like, I was like laying in bed and it was like 2 AM and there was like a flash of lightning and I saw a pin face dude in leather priest BDSM hook outfit. Mm hmm. I would be, I mean, I suppose I'd be equally scared if I saw a scarred-faced, knife-hands fedora man, especially the fedora man. <laughs> I mean, Pinhead's whole aesthetic and his motivations, I think, put him over the top, too. I'm going to go with Pinhead. I don't know. It's, there's something less scary about dream torture than there is about real-life torture. Even though I realize if you die in your dreams, you die for real. If you die in the game, you die for real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely prefer the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, especially in the concept of dreaming, and it's kind of like a allegory for sleep paralysis in some ways. But, yeah, I think Pinhead is scarier. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know if it's the whole, like, priest aesthetic that's kind of creeping me out. But. If you, I mean, and these, for most of the series that we'll be talking about, um, the ones that do have sequels... I think I think it's a common theme that they get kind of sillier yeah. the farther in you get. But I would highly recommend watching Hellraiser if you haven't, because I think it's I mean, it's definitely extremely popular, but definitely not as popular as like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on right. Elm Street. 
definitely give them a watch if you have not seen them before. Next up, we have Samara from The Ring, also known as Sadako from the original one, Ringu. And she is up against Hannibal Lecter. Okay. All right. I've seen both of these movies. Okay. So Samara is the vengeful spirit of a young girl. She's based on a Japanese spirit called, I apologize if I mis mispronounced this, Unreal. She wears a soaking wet white nightgown, has stripping wet black hair that usually hides her face. But if you do see her face, it has turned deformed with a moldy greenish and gray color. Uh, the most famous scene from The Ring, and I mean, there's sequels too, but the most famous scene from The Ring is when she's seen crawling out of a well, coming at you, and then comes out of a TV. Uh, during that sequence, there's odd jump cuts. It's almost like if there's frames taken out of a recording. Mm -hmm. That specifically terrifies me, and that happens in like The Grudge too. It's definitely more popular in Japanese and Korean horror mm -hmm. where they do that. But for whatever reason, that's just so unsettling to me. Uh, but the whole point of the movie, there's a cursed tape with unsettling scenes and images. If the tape is passed to you and you watch it, Samara will kill you in seven days. Do you have to watch the whole tape? I don't think so. But maybe you do. I don't know. I think the point is, if you start watching it, you're like just enraptured. By okay, it. got it. Um, so Hannibal Lecter, uh, very, very iconic. Like, yeah. Referenced in so many different, like, movies and other stuff. Yes. So... I feel like he's influenced a lot of modern serial killers as well. Like, real ones? Yeah. Possibly. I mean, that's not something I'm I made that up. With. I mean, I don't know if that's I mean, true, but it sounds like it could be true, so I'm just going to accept it as fact. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't... I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, doubt that. Sure. But, so... Hannibal Lecter's first appearance was in Silence of the Lambs. I think he was only in like seven total minutes of that yeah, movie, though. not very many at all. He's not the main antagonist of that movie, but all sequels slash prequels to that movie, he is the main villain. He is very eloquent and intelligent. Uh, he is a serial killer and cannibal. Formerly a respected forensic psychiatrist, was caught doing stuff and was arrested. So that's his place in the first movie, The Silence mm -hmm. of the Lambs. Uh, the famous scene is uh, they tie him up to a gurney with a brown mask that covers his lower face with an opening for the mouth. He resembles like a dog with a muzzle. He just looks like a pleasant old man in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. I mean, Sir Anthony Hopkins, he's just adorable. Have you seen Zorro? No. Cute. I, I only watch horror movies pretty much. <sighs> <laughs> well, I mean, I... and Okay. The thing is, I'm sure most of you have seen Silence of the Lambs, but maybe you haven't seen any of the sequels, so I don't want to spoil those. But, like, his cannibalistic tendencies are more in detail in the sequels, so mm. I won't ruin those for anyone Yeah, they don't really go them. in depth, other than the fact that he is a cannibal and he ate some guy's liver with fava beans. And, and a nice, nice Chianti. Chianti. <laughs> yeah, and he, I, I guess I'll spoil this just since it's in the first movie and you've probably seen it, but he... In order to escape his situation, he, like, rips off the face of a guard and wears it and disguises himself as the guard briefly, and then he escapes. Do you, do you, do you see the movie Thanks Killing? Yeah. Where, where the turkey, rips, turkey. Yes. <laughs> rips off some guy's face and then wears it as a but, mask. But, and he's they but he's still a turkey. Just a turkey with, like, a baloney face. All right. My thoughts here. Yeah. yeah. I... If, <sighs> this one's tough because... 
I, I take it we're assuming they're both real. Here's the thing. In order to find something scary, I have to be able to put myself in the situation. I, but the thing is, like, I don't I don't think most people think like that. You don't have to believe it's real in order for it to be scary. But I do. Well, so you're going to say Hannibal Lecter is no, scarier? No, okay. See, that's the thing. I, in real life, yes, Hannibal Lecter is scarier. But if I'm assuming, what's her name? Sadako? Uh, Samara or Sadako. Depending on diversion. I mean, like, if if I was walking past a well and somebody, like, spider crawled out of it with a moldy face, that would 100% beat Hannibal Lecter any day. Because Hannibal Lecter, I mean, his motive is he's a psychopath. And, but like, he's very intelligent. But he's smart. You so can, like, he can get away with it. I get it. But, like, he has... There's a, there's a chance, albeit a small one, you could outwit him. But... How are you supposed to fight with, like, a moldy, undead, demon, psychic lady? Yeah. So I'm going to go with Sudoku. Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> I, I'm Sudoku. glad you said that because I agree. I, I was actually thinking you were going to go Hannibal Lecter well, and, and I was going to fight you. If we're going to go real life, Hannibal Lecter is far more terrifying. He, he could be the person that, like, sells you something at Walgreens. He could be selling. He would not be caught dead working at Walgreens. He would if it was a way to get at his next victim. I guess. So that's scary in real life. But, I mean, if, if I'm going to encounter either of those... I would more likely shit my pants with a weird bent knee, elbowy, wet <laughs> rag spider woman. And before we move on to, I will say, and this is just personal opinion, I think, and I forget her name or her and his name, but the ghosts from the grudge, I think are so much more scary than Samara. But I feel like Samara was more iconic, so I included her instead. And they're kind of the I'm same. Kind of, I'm kind of just grouping them all in the same monster in my mind. In The Grudge, there's that little boy ghost, and he meows, and that creeps me out. And I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> he just, like, opens his mouth. It's just, like, pure black darkness, and just goes, meow. I don't like that. Yeah. Ugh, it just I just so part of the reason as I said, I have to be able to put myself in a movie. So paranormal scary movies are hard. This is why I don't like them. It's hard for me to get into. You're, you're bumming me out. I'm sorry. Your, okay. Your hatred of horror movies. I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I'm just I too analytical, I guess. Well, Next up, we have two supernatural beings that you'll probably hate uh, first. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. We're clearing <laughs> clearing my mind. I'm still going to determine the scariest. So we have Pennywise versus Pazuzu. Can I just give you an answer immediately? No. Okay. <laughs> Pennywise is from It. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, uh, especially if anyone hasn't seen the second part of the new movies, but... Pennywise is a creature that feeds on fear, preferably children's fears. Uh, most famously appears at a clown, but can change his size and form and bend space time and create weirdness. Um, so, yeah. can I ask for this for this particular battle? Are we constraining him to his clown form? Or, I mean, he can appear as anything and create anything um, as a big we'll say evil. You, you haven't watched the new one. I have not. Have you seen the Tim Curry one? Yes. So I, I can't quite remember if, like, I, I know there were some changes, but I can't remember what he also appeared as in that original TV series or miniseries. Um, it's been a long time. But, I mean, a couple other examples in the new reboot, if you want to call it that. Mostly he's the clown. 
but he changes form. He like becomes a leper at one point. Uh, what else was he? Like Does a, he have different powers in each iteration? Basically, you can imagine him as all powerful. He can literally do almost anything. Okay. Okay. Um, in order to scare you. That's kind of the point because he feeds on the fear. He's not going to kill you immediately. He's right. trying to kind of do a long drawn out. Okay. So he can feed on you. I mean, you kind of um, answered, you kind of solved this bracket well, already. Not, not necessarily. Famous opening scene. So, I mean, this is literally the first five minutes of the movie. He lures the young boy, Georgie, uh, to a sewer drain with a red balloon. He then scares him and drags him through the drain and devours him. Yes, I have seen that from both of the both versions. versions. Yeah. Yes, that's a that's a big boy. Big I think deal. I think this is actually kind of a fair fight because Pazuzu from The Exorcist, extremely iconic, and a lot of people still consider The Exorcist the scariest movie of all time. Sure, um, and I've seen that one. Yeah, and you I have. You watched that with me kind of recently. So just brief, very brief description. Uh, Pazuzu is the demon that possesses Regan, the young girl in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, turns Regan into a deformed and horrid version of herself. She projectile vomits, turns her head 360 degrees, backwards crab walks downstairs, levitates, and a bunch of other things. She also knows, or I should say he knows deep truths uh, around, or of the people around him, including so the priests. Listen to the exorcism of Anna Ackland. Basically, yeah. And just a note, and I think this is why it's kind of a fair fight. Uh, this movie caused, at the time in the 70s when this came out, this movie caused people to leave the theater in fear and disgust. There were many reports of people fainting. <laughs> um, and I mean, you'll occasionally hear about that kind of stuff now, too. But like, this was definitely the first extremely terrifying horror movie to come to theaters. Because mm -hmm. before that, it was like The Blob. And yeah, right. Like the monster. Yeah, monster type movies. Type movies. Okay, so my original thought was obviously Pennywise, but now that I think about it, Pazuzu and Pennywise, I mean, they're both meant to have unlimited supernatural power. Definitely Pennywise. I feel like Pazuzu's kind of constrained to the form of Reagan. That's, yes, that's true. And But um, I imagine the point of the possession would be to, like a slowly kill the person yeah. you're possessing, but also you're terrifying everybody yeah, around and, her. And I guess if you're to believe in like demons in general, I, I would imagine the goal is to kind of create so much chaos that there's more room for other demons to join you, like and possess other people around you. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I was trying really hard. I still think it's Pennywise. I think the the fact that his mere existence is meant to come up with different ways to terrify you to the highest extent. Yeah. He's the scariest. And, and like I said, I'm going to avoid spoilers because there is more to the character of Pennywise than I've talked about. And I'm not going to elaborate because I think it's a very good story. But yeah, there's just so much like unknown with Pennywise. And like that movie is, you know, in hindsight. So much more scary, I think, than The Exorcist, even though The Exorcist is a classic, very good horror movie. Well, I will say one more thing about Pazuzu, is that an old man in a robe can force him out back to where he came from. At what I under from what I understand of Pennywise, is he, no matter what, is coming back every 27 years. Um, and I never saw part two of the... You never saw part one. Right. Um, yes and no. 
I mean, I guess. Look, we got you got an old man who's been like giving sermons and like doing reconciliation and stuff, and then you have a demon, and the old man sprinkles some water around and says, "Be gone." Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think Penny. I, I just, I think there's not much of a competition. I tried, but when I think about it, it's Pennywise. Okay, fine. All right. So we're halfway done with the first round. Uh, next up is the entity from It Follows versus Jack Torrance from The Shining. Mm-hmm. So the entity, and this is the only one where I for sure am going to give spoilers because it's kind of important to the idea of the villain. Because okay. like, I mean, I'm not going to ruin the ending of the movie, but I feel like if you know nothing about It Follows, this might spoil it a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so... The entity is a mysterious creature only visible to those that it is stalking. It follows victims at a constant walking pace, and it can disguise itself as any person. So, it follows only the most recent subject in a sexual encounter. If that person has sex with someone else, the entity will now follow that person. If he or she dies, the entity will then follow the previous victims, and so on and so forth, until you know the chain keeps going. So the only way to pass it on is to have sex with someone else and hopefully they'll keep doing it and so it'll never reach you until you die or before you die. And that's very similar to my recurring nightmare, as we've mentioned on a Mm -hmm. previous episode, too. That is The Entity and next is Jack Torrance, played by Jack Nicholson. We're doing that version, not the other version that I hate. (laughs) we shall not speak of that version so he's the main character and also the antagonist in the shining he accepts a position to watch over the overlook hotel while it's closed for the winter he's hoping that doing this will help his strained relationship with his family and also relaunch his dying writing career he descends into madness during the family stay at the hotel he was an abusive father and husband prior to this job And then the supernatural influences of the hotel cause Jack to kind of return to his abusive nature and then try and hunt down and kill his family. The most famous scene, obviously, from this movie is when Jack chops down the door with an axe in an attempt to kill his wife. When the hole is big enough to put his head through, he does so, his eyes bulging, and he has a weird, creepy grin, and he says, here's Johnny. Mm -hmm. So we have Jack versus the It Follows monster. Okay, so these two... Actually, uh, probably the top two most terrifying ones so far. For you? For me. Sure. The It Follows, I will admit, is one of the only movies that has actually terrified me. And it is not my usual pattern because it's one of those paranormal sort of like... It's just, yeah, that movie is so well shot and written. Like, it's just the pacing is very good to make it Well, not only that, but I've mentioned in multiple episodes that I've always had this recurring nightmare of being followed. I'm not being chased and caught up to. Mm-hmm. I'm just being followed at a constant pace. So uh, that is, it's just, it's its uncanny watching it in the movie. And it's like a direct, it's like taken directly out of my nightmares. But you can argue Jack Torrance does, the so, without supernatural abilities, does the exact same thing where he's constantly stalking down and trying to kill his son and his wife. Yes. The the thing I find terrifying about Jack Torrance, I, so I never really picked up on the fact that he was supposed to be abusive. 
Yeah, and I mean, in in the book, The Shining, it's definitely much more like I think they actually even say he was an abusive father, like beat his kid and everything. It's kind of alluded to in the movie. Yeah, but the implication is yes, he. So it's just magnifying, like kind of what he already was. Yes, exactly. I. That's just the concept of that is terrifying. Just alone, trapped in a giant hotel with a man you probably were afraid of to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't know that I can pick between these two. What do you think? Personally, I mean, these are definitely very similar. And even the movies with like the pacing and it's kind of like builds tension. And it's it's like very silent. similar to. It's like silent. They yeah. use silence. I don't know what it is. Personally, I think it follows the movie is scarier but as a villain i think jack torrance is scarier yes uh, i hate to say this but i agree with you it's the concept of the whole like you have to have sex with someone for it to move it forward. makes it a little that silly it yeah. makes it yeah it's too silly to be it's a it's a really interesting concept though of like how a monster would work in that yes and it's story just, and nobody can see it except for you mm-hmm. and it's just walking at a constant pace and it can change to look like whatever it wants to look like I don't know, is this a spoiler? There's one scene where he's like, it's following the main character and you think that it's far away, but then they turn the camera around and this really, really, really tall, scary looking guy ducks into through a door frame. A door frame. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely like the, oh, probably God, the scariest moment of that me. movie. No, there was also another one with like, there's just, it's creepy and I don't like it. <laughs> but I will... I don't know that we're going to have many battles this round. I just, I feel like we're going to agree. Um, I feel like Jack Torrance. May, sca- I, we'll see. I think, I think the actual battles are going to happen in the next round. Okay. Where we're, we're talking about the ones that actually moved on. Okay. But, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you though. Jack Torrance. Ugh, I wouldn't, it'd be like, you know, somebody was like, Hey, Richard Ramirez is in this hotel. You're in this hotel. Have fun. Yeah. And I feel like it's even scarier because it's such an intimate relationship already. You know, he already beat you or right. abused you in some right. way. Right. So you're already afraid. That's why I picked Richard Ramirez. You know, he's dangerous already. And it's just going to get worse because the hotel makes you go insane. So the next round, I'm excited for because it's the battle of the little boys. Okay. Chucky versus Damien. <laughs> Okay. okay, so Chucky, I would argue, probably a little more iconic than Damien. Uh, Chucky is from originally from Child's Play from 1988. He's a notorious serial killer who escapes death with a voodoo ceremony that transfers his soul into a good guy doll. <laughs> okay. So he was like, and this is like the first scene of the movie, he was shot by police and he was about to die. So before he dies, he's like, I'm going to do this spell or whatever that he learned in order to transfer his soul so he would continue to live. Interesting, but okay. So the, Very Voldemorty. A little bit, yeah. So the Chucky doll, the doll version, uh, is red-haired, wears suspenders. The face of the doll turns from, like, a happy toy to, like, his gross, like, evil-looking eyebrows, slanted face. Sure. Um, carries a knife for his killing. Usually Fair. he'll use that knife. Understood. Um, so kind of the whole concept of the series is Chucky has to transfer his soul out of his doll into a human before the change is permanent. Okay. And this is established right away at the beginning of the movie, so it's not really a spoiler. 
he has to or he later learns that he has to do it to the person that first learns his secret. And in the movie, it was the little boy that has the doll that first heard the secret. So he has to transfer his soul to the main character, which is a little boy. Got it. So that's his whole shtick. Damien from The Omen in 1976, another really early horror movie. Um, he's a young boy who's adopted by a family after the family's biological child died shortly after birth. This is basically just an Antichrist story. Mm-hmm. Weird things happen around the kid, and these all happen pretty early on, so I don't feel bad spoiling these. The nanny hangs herself during a birthday party. Damien can't enter churches. Uh, all animals around Damien fear him and kind of scamper away. Sure. So basically, he's just a demon child or antichrist or something. Got it. Um, so basically, evil child versus evil child-looking doll. I mean, I know my answer, but I want to hear your argument. Personally, I think Chucky. What? There's something so unsettling about a doll. Okay, but we're not talking about a doll. We're talking about Chucky. As the doll, yes. Right, but I mean, okay, so so if you were, like... Okay, here's how I look at it. Okay. He's a doll, so he doesn't have, like, actual feeling. It'd be very hard to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Versus a kid, even if he's, like, a powerful hell child, I could still punch his face in. Could you? Could you punch in the face of a little kid? If he's trying to kill me, yes. But if he looked at you and was like, I'm like, we're talking a little kid. He's crying. He's like, I don't know what's happening. I'm just a little kid. I just, I just want my mom. So, so you're leaning Damien? Yes, I 100% am going okay, Damien. And the this, re- this is where I will disagree with you. Okay, well, here's the, here's my explanation. Okay, sorry. If you can hear this, the dog, I apologize. She's in like full on attack mode right now. Chucky. When when his soul gets transferred into the doll, the doll's face gets all like scarred and mad and stuff, right? Mm, no, it not uh, not initially. That happens after like fighting and okay, okay, okay. Ensue. So that kind of changes he, like, as, as the movies progress. He gets scarier and scarier sure. from his battle scars. Okay, so that kind of changes my my thought. But here's the thing: I agree with you. Dolls are terrifying, and I've mentioned the the porcelain dolls that were at my grandma's house, mm-hmm. or the American Girl dolls that were, you know, people just had. There's just something about a doll. It's like that weird, uncanny valley where it looks like a human, but it's not a human, and yeah. like you can, t- it moves at night. I totally get that. The scary dolls to me are like the old fashioned porcelain dolls, not that like. You know, a coming to life redheaded overall farmer like doll wouldn't be scary, but like, eh. I think Damien is scarier because if he, if I had to fight him, he, he's like a little, he's like a cute little boy. I don't like kids, but if a little boy, if I had to punch a little kid in the face, if you were like, hey, punch this little boy in the face and then punch this doll in the face, I would have zero problems punching a doll in the face. I think you're forgetting the knife, though. He's charging at you with a knife and he's like just... No, and I I get that, yes. Stabby, stab, stab over and over. Yeah, but I'm assuming Damien has some sort of supernatural murdery powers. Yeah, he just kind of uses his mind. Yeah, see, that's scary. At least you can see a knife coming at you. Well, isn't that what would make it scarier? Because you sense the immediate threat. 
versus just like a so mysterious... So now we're just talking about emotions. We're not like in the well, moment I'm, I'm just emotions. saying who's scarier. I'm, I think that the concept of Damien is scarier. Okay. I think we're going to have to do rock, paper, scissors because I disagree. Really? Yeah. <sighs> okay. So we're just doing one. Okay. Not best of three. And it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot or just rock, paper, scissors? Yes, I'm shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. I'm going to go paper this time. Okay. Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. Damn it. All right. So the first round was a double scissors round. Second round, I went paper. He stayed scissors. I thought he was going rock. God, he gets me every time. Next up, we have some of my favorite, the Xenomorphs from the Alien series versus Jason Voorhees. Mm -hmm. Jason, um... Probably, other than Freddy Krueger, the most iconic villain of horror movies. Like, he has so many sequels, and he's just notorious for his look. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about Jason first. Uh, from the Friday the 13th series, he's a, he's a deformed boy turned serial killer. And these movies are so old, so I don't feel bad about spoiling it. But in the first movie, it's not him that's the killer. It's his mom. Mm-hmm. And then all in all subsequent movies, it's him. Um, so he hunts down campers and camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake, uh, many different iterations, but the most famous version of Jason is where he's wearing the hockey mask and carries a machete, mm-hmm. but there's different versions of him. Sure. He has superhuman strength. And in one famous scene from the first movie, he jumps out of the lake in order to try and grab the woman in the boat who is the sole survivor at the end of the movie. Right. I have seen that one. I've seen that movie classic movie yeah great movie i mean debatable but still a classic <laughs> all right next is the xenomorphs um there's a lot going on with these they require a host to reproduce mm-hmm. so the first version of it is the chest burster face hugger well the baby version is the chest burster. oh okay yes but so in this scene, like it's like almost like a larva type thing that comes out of some dude's chest. Right. Yes. I've seen these. And the dude was impregnated by the uh, facehugger version, yeah. which is like a, almost a arachnid type version creature, like where it's like the midway version where it's not fully developed. Hugs on your face and plants an embryo in the host. And then it grows up into the version that most people are fully familiar with. However... This series is weird because this is what's called the human version of the xenomorph because all of these were based on the human hosts. Theoretically, it can implant an embryo in any host and then take some of the DNA from the host and change its appearance. Got it. So the one that we're talking about is the human version. It's about eight feet tall, has a crescent head, very intelligent and adaptable. Um, Body fluids are corrosive has a series of sharp teeth and in the famous one of the famous scenes it has a very large mouth opens it and then a little or tiny mouth comes out yeah. with a full set of teeth um so that's just a general Metal. description of the xenomorph okay do you want me to start sure i immediately find the xenomorph scarier cool and i say that because aliens uh, there's something <laughs> about like uh, <laughs> I know the Jason Voorhees story. I don't know. Maybe those those are just such a cliche to me now that that I just I find the concept of horrifying face hugger forced host 
implantation giant tiny mouth here, here, aliens. Here's scarier. where I agree with you. I agree that I mean these the Friday the Thirteenth movies for the most part are definitely very much older. Yes. I mean Alien is old too, but I feel like it holds up better. Right. Um, and I shouldn't say it's a cliche because it's the thing that started the cliche. Well, it's the original Halloween was the original. In that, in this whole stem of like masked killers, well, like okay, slasher type movies, but yeah, that, that's what I was getting at. There's a lot, and we're going to be talking about the other one shortly. They're the only one we haven't talked about already in the next round. But yeah, I mean, Jason's whole thing is like masked psycho killer, right? It's scary. Is Friday the Thirteenth my favorite? I don't think so. And we'll talk about my favorite version of it next round, but I agree with you. Xenomorph should move on. It's scarier. It's just, you know, all scarier, not to mention there's more than one. Yeah. And okay. I'm going to spoil it. It's like, a, <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay. I just love the Xenomorph so much. So it's like a hive mind. There's a queen Xenomorph. Yes. It's like okay. the, the leader already done. They yeah. win. Yeah. And like it holds it better. There's been like weird movies where it's like alien versus predator Right. Um, there's a famous video game that came out a few years ago about the Alien series, and it's super scary. So yeah, Xenomorphs move on. Okay. Last round of the, or last battle of the first round. Leatherface, who is my favorite of the masked slasher oh, really? killers, okay. versus The Thing from The Thing, which is probably, of all of these movies, my favorite movie. Okay. But that has nothing to do with the killer. So, or the the villain, I should say. So first up, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, him and his mentally unstable family, they lure travelers to their home in rural Texas. They then kidnap, kill, cook, and eat those victims. We wouldn't be able to now. There's no power in Texas. That's true. It's so cold. Um, so he wears a mask of human skins. Okay. Kills with mostly a chainsaw, but sometimes uses a hammer or a cleaver. Famously inspired by Ed Gein because of Ed Gein's use of human skin in furniture. However, when it comes to movies, I think this is a better slasher movie because the whole family is super... Right, so he's not actually the main villain. He, the no, family he, itself is the main villain. The family villain. is the main villain, but he's like kind of the main person. The one who's sent out to hunting. fulfill all the deeds. Yes. Okay. Leatherface is another one of those silent killers, just like Jason and yep. Michael Myers. Um, and that's scary. But for whatever reason, I think it just works so much better with Leatherface because he's wearing a mask of human skin. A face. He's yeah. wearing a face over his face, and it's a real face. And it's, like, set in, like, backwoods, Texas. And yeah. there's just something about, like, that whole The Hills Have Eyes vibe where it's, like, rednecks yep. that are trying to kill you. Yeah. Something so creepy about that versus the other slasher movies so the thing from 1982 i believe uh the creature the, the whole point of the thing is he's a or it's a creature that invaded a group of research scientists in antarctica it can perfectly disguise itself as any prior victim in both appearance and behavior it assimilates itself into the group and takes them out one by one when the mm -hmm. opportunities arise. So basically, if you're familiar with the 
very popular game among us. This is just the movie horror movie equivalent. Yep. In addition to being able to disguise itself as anyone, it can also kind of morph into any creature or morph its shape as well. So the famous example of this from a famous scene is one character is using a defibrillator on another, and when the paddles go to the chest, the chest just opens up into a large mouth and chomps off this guy's arms. Ah, okay. Yes, I have seen this movie. It's been a long time, but I've seen it. The thing, it's another one of those movies where it's like perfectly paced. Yeah. Where it's like kind of building up tension. But the thing about The Thing is it's just got so many cool practical effects with The Thing. That's what makes it so scary for me because it's like, it seems so real. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, CGI just doesn't work as well with me. I think that the actors' like reactions and expressions are more genuine, more genuine with with practical yeah. effects. I agree. Um, so, what do you think then? Okay, for I th- other face versus the thing. I think that this comes down to what is scarier: a burst of horrifying fear right before you die, or a long con where you know one of you is an imposter is an imposter and the imposter is sus yeah super sus um and it could be somebody you love and then you find out that like the person you love is dead and then everybody dies before you and that's pretty horrifying like drawing out and the thing that like scares me so much about that movie is it seems like it like I said, not only in appearance, but in behavior, it can perfectly imitate. Right. So it, it, it seemingly knows the victim's memories, nuanced, like, hand mm. and body movements. It's just, like, so perfectly disguised. Yep. And then it just, when it gets you alone, just destroys you. Right. But then think of think of the horrifying feeling of seeing a man wearing a mask made out of faces. With a chainsaw. Now, that fear is not going to last nearly as long as the long game of the thing. Mm-hmm. Unless you are the first person killed by the thing. And again, we're not talking case. about the better movie, even though both of these no, movies I'm, are great. I'm just, I, I'm, just, I'm just reiterating that. Oh, sure. So, yeah. I This one's actually extremely hard for me because Leatherface, like I said, is my favorite slasher villain. When I have, like, a, an affinity for Leatherface, being from Wisconsin... And him being based off our good old Ed Gein. Yeah. The only thing Wisconsin's really known for other than Jeffrey Dahmer. And the backers. And the backers. <laughs> the backers. Um, gosh, I don't know, honestly. I, I could go. I, I'm going to be unhappy no matter who wins because I want the other one to win, too. Okay, I'm going to say I'm going to pick Leatherface. And I say that because if I was in a group of people, right? Mm-hmm. And they're slowly getting killed off one by one. And at least, like, you don't know when it's coming. You know it's but you coming. you know it is coming. But, it, but then it's also like you're still surrounded, as far as you know, by people that you are, like, trust. Oh, but then you can't trust them anymore. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's like you, you don't. But you I'm just. Even, can you even trust yourself? Maybe you. Because that's, that's kind of the implication of the movie, too. It's like not only do you fear everyone else. But because it's so perfectly imitating everyone, you don't even know if you're real yourself anymore because maybe you See, are already the creature and you don't realize it because you think you're yourself. Yeah, 
I guess, well, yes, okay. With that in mind, that's terrifying. But I'm thinking there's some way, maybe, potentially, you could escape from it. Right? Antarctica? Oh, yeah, you're right. This is a tricky one. Because I just, personally, I'm if I'm picturing myself in a group of people versus being alone and confronted in the backwoods with a man with a human face on his face and a chainsaw. They were alone. It was a group of people. And they were also picked off one by one. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going with the leather face. It's the same thing, but you know it, he just he looks scarier. You can be terrified I, okay. the whole time. I think I'm gonna disagree with you. Go the thing. Mainly because I want fate to decide because I want both of them to win. So we gotta do another battle. Okay. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna go rock this time. All right, on, on shoot. You're gonna go rock. I'm gonna go scissors. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. I win. Okay. Booyah! Leatherface wins. Honestly, I I would have been fine. That's your first win. victory. You mean like ever? Is this how you it, feel well, on, all the on time the, on the pat on the podcast? I mean, <laughs> not that we play rock paper scissors that often. But. Okay. All right. So those were all the descriptions. We're going into. The second round now, so I'm not going to, you know, talk too much speed about speed rounds, basically. Michael Myers versus Pinhead. So Michael Myers of Halloween versus Pinhead of Hellraiser. I got to go Pinhead. Me too. That was my yeah, first thought. I, mean, I wanted to hear what you said, but I'm going Pinhead. Like, like I already said previously, Leatherface, I think, is the superior version of the masked slasher. Mm-hmm. Pinhead is scarier. So I just I mean, I've all of these masked slashers have very sad backstories. I just kind of feel bad for them. Mine is Leatherface. He seems kind of like his. There's not too much of a backstory, at least not that I'm familiar with. But yeah, with Michael Myers, it's definitely a, feel lot like more sad. a little bit of of therapy and love and medication. You could turn things around for him. OK, next Samara of the ring versus Pennywise from it. This one's tougher. <sighs> Yes. Uh, mm. Pennywise, like, as a concept is scarier, but I feel like if I was faced with both of them, I would be more terrified of a weird friend-skipping ghost. That's what I was thinking as well. I think I'm going to go with you. Not that, like, a universally powerful being isn't terrifying, and clowns themselves are terrifying, but there's something about the actual change in perception of time it like the strobing effect you know yeah what that's I mean? what i mean it's like it kind of like skips frames yeah. the grudge does it too yeah like it's just it's so unsettling to me for whatever reason though is that scarier to you than going for a walk and seeing a scary ass clown's face in a sewer drain yes really <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just i mm. I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, Pennywise is obviously, like, just his favorite version to yes. appear as, but he's supposed to appear as your deepest fear. So I guess, like... I kind of want to go Pennywise, honestly. I, I don't, though. I still want to go Samara. Uh, we're going to have to duke this one out, too. Really? Okay. Yes. I'm I'm pretty strongly... I just feel like it, the scariest one would be the one that caters to your exact fears at all it's times. Like a, it's like a Bogart from Harry Potter. Yes. Except but, worse. Exactly. Okay. All right. What are you going to do this time? I'm going to do paper. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing this time. What? That's cheating. 
Rock, <laughs> paper, scissors, shoot. I win. Okay. It was a scissors versus rock situation. I lied, by the way. <laughs> I didn't do paper. God, I'm good. Okay. So Jack Torrance versus Chucky. Jack Torrance. Sorry. No, I agree. I don't think there's even an argument there. Well, I, I mean, there is an argument, but I think Jack Torrance is just like. He's it's, it's just far more sinister. Yeah, I mean, There's something too silly about a doll with a knife coming at you. It is silly, but I feel like. Yes, in real life, it would be scary. But what you know what's scarier would be my own dad trying to murder me. And also in the setting of being trapped in a hotel in the wintertime. Yes. And, yeah. Okay. Next up, Xenomorphs versus Leatherface. Uh, I gotta go Xenomorphs. Oh, me too. Good. I mean, Leatherface isn't trying to, like, use your body as a host. It's He's just, just like, trying to kill you. The Xenomorphs are just, like, they stalk you. And they're so, like, they're quiet. Like, they can sneak up on you. But they also, like, do the weird clicking sound. And you can hear, like, their tails and yeah. stuff kind of rub against, like, walls. Yeah, I mean, Leatherface isn't very subtle. He's got a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so when you thing. hear that, you're going to be scared. But then you're going to be dead, so... Or you know exactly where he is, so you can make an easier escape. Yeah, so it's it's Xenomorph. All right, so we got the second to last rounds, <laughs> whatever it would be called, semifinals. Pinhead versus Pennywise. Hmm. I'm going to go Pennywise again for the same really? reasons oh. that I've always been going. No, I think Pinhead is more terrifying. And I think this is a fairer fight, too, because they have yeah. very similar, like, otherworldly right. powers. And again, I'm not going to spoil it because it is so much more recent as the recent reboot series. So if this is your first kind of introduction to it, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, But with Hellraiser, I don't feel quite as bad because it's such an older series. It's like Pinhead is basically just you can think of him as like the king of hell in in a way. Yeah. Now I'm slash the king of this group of possible other dimensional aliens. Right. Extra extra dimensional aliens. Now, visually, Pinhead for sure. I mean, yes, the clowns, uh, and I'm just picturing them as they were pick, like depicted in the movie and the miniseries. Mm-hmm. Scary and disturbing looking, but you can't tell me that a man in a leather dress with pins sticking out of his it's, face. It's, it's almost like a leather trench coat. With yeah, it's like, well, it's like one of those... Priest frocks. Kind of, yeah. Um, now that you say it, I am going to go pin, Pinhead. Because maybe that is because the stuff Pinhead does is like s- some of my biggest fears. Whereas a clown. Your eh. biggest fear is being flayed by hooks? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, mean, I th- mean, there's something scary about leprosy and clowns but like there's something a lot more imminently scary about a man in a leather outfit with pins in his face and a hook and, and if we want to go back to this too pinhead is definitely more intimidating because of his cool nature like and it's just seriousness about having to torture you sure but pennywise is like kind of another jokester type one, yeah which he toys of, with you first yeah. which is scary but like it kind of like as a viewer of the movie kind of lightens the yeah mood too. yes I'm definitely going to go Pinhead. You're right. You convinced me. Um, Last one. Jack Torrance versus the Xenomorphs. Jack Torrance. Oh, no. Sorry. No I way. think it's Jack Torrance. Why? Versus the Xenomorphs? I think in this case, it's my bias of being able to put myself in a situation. I cannot think of anything more horrifying than being stuck in a building I don't know very well 
with people that I assume that I trust who are trying to murder me. And not only are they people I trust, but they're like the people you trust, a.k.a. your parents. Yeah. And I mean, my dad's definitely not at all like Jack Torrance. So I th- he's like very soft-spoken and like funny and nice. Okay. <laughs> so it would be extra disturbing but, if my dad but is imagine the one this, though. You're, you're hunting just, us down. You're just like doing your work with your colleagues. And all of a sudden a giant spider attaches to one of your friend's faces. And then like a few hours later... He's like seemingly having a heart attack or something. Yes. You lay him down and then something just bursts out of his chest. Yes, that is terrifying. I think the reason I say Jack Torrance is because it's like a slow build of horror that's just leaves you in constant horror for a maintained long period of time. And Xenomorphs, like they have that element where they'll sneak up on you. But like, you, you know they're the enemy. You already know they're the enemy. Yeah, but if your dad is chasing you with an axe or your husband is chasing you with an axe, you also know that's an imminent danger, too. You know that's an imminent danger, but you cannot tell me that you wouldn't try to convince yourself that there's something else behind it. That it's not that he's trying to kill you. It's something went wrong and he's, you know, he can get help and get better. And that's scarier to me because he can't. We have to we have to rock, paper, scissors this because I disagree with you, even though I think The Shining is a better horror movie than Alien. See, this is weird because I very much dislike the movie The Shining and I loved the Aliens movies. So I just. But going with the opposite. Yes, because I'm I find Jack Torrance scarier. I just think these crazy aliens that are like a hive of aliens with a weird queen. It's so much scarier. Yeah. Okay, rock, paper, scissors. All right, what are you starting with? Are we, this is going to be secret both times. Yep. Okay. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Ah, it's Jack Torrance. God, you, once I win, I win forever. Well, this is our final then. Jack okay. Torrance versus Pinhead. I'm going Pinhead. And I'm going Jack Torrance. <sighs> we, we need a better way. I almost want to... Okay, this is what I want to do. And this is staying in. You're not going to edit this part out. Okay. okay. I am going to quick send a message to Chris of Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get his opinion. He is our tiebreaker. What? Chris? Yes. That nerd? Yes. Also of Night Marathon, which we're kind of infringing on. Um, so Fine. I'm going to quick send him a message. <laughs> you can cut now, and then we'll come back with his response. Okay. All right, I have a response from our dear friend Chris. What did he say? Pinhead. Pinhead no wins. Way. Chris, you, I have words for you. <laughs> you can't argue that Jack Torrance, a human, is scarier than the Pope of Hell. You're talking about what is I find personally to be the more terrifying situation. <laughs> Chris says Jack just looks like any mega supporter without the hat. <laughs> Okay, so Pinhead is our winner. And honestly, Fine. that surprises me. I really thought like Xenomorph or Pennywise or Samara would have won. I am very surprised that Pinhead is the winner. Pinhead in particular, because that's like looking at the original list would would not have been one of my top choices. I almost feel like we let our listeners down a little bit, and I'm sorry. but But Jack Torrance should have won. And it could have been the seeding, too, that, you know, eliminated, you know, better contenders early on. But 
as as it stands, Pinhead is the scariest movie villain. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> well, do you have anything to share with us, Colleen, now that we're done with our bracket? I don't. I tried. I tried. I like to keep on top of that weird and bizarre news and nothing. It's been a very dry week. The, I found several okay, mini you know, articles. You know what we should you know what we should talk about just very briefly? Sure. A few episodes back, we talked about this bill that was being introduced in Oklahoma about establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. Oh, yeah. I want to apologize where I ragged on Oklahoma. It was Oklahoma, right? Yeah. About not having any like forests and Bigfoot should be in like Washington and Oregon. Apparently, there is a large forested area in Oklahoma <laughs> that I was not aware of, and I apologize. Uh, but the reason that we're bringing it up is Colleen did find some apparent pictures of Bigfoot sightings in Oklahoma recently. Yeah. Obviously, just someone with a monkey it mask. It is clearly a man in a mask. But, or a woman. Somebody true. in a mask. But, yeah, I just thought that was funny, and I felt like I should address it. Yeah, it's just, I mean, of course there's going to be increased Bigfoot sightings when you introduce a bill calling for Bigfoot hunting season. I, I doubt that passed, though. I guess I don't no, know. No, but it's but... still, like, in the public conscious now. True. I, I mean, yes, that was one of the articles I came across. I came across another article about the the world's only asperomancer, which is a lady who predicts the future using asparagus. I bet her pee just smells. She doesn't so bad. eat it. She just tosses it into the air and and determines yeah, through shapery. If she's using asparagus, yeah, you so don't often, want to waste it. Yeah, do she's got to eat it. Gross. Her piss just smells terrible all the time. It's pretty spooky. Anyways, she says that Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are definitely going to get divorced. So that's spooky. I super care. Yes, yeah. definitely. And uh, then there was another video about a lady who got impregnated by a breeze in Indonesia. Um, <laughs> and didn't you say that she gave birth she several gave birth hours later? About six hours later to a six pound baby so she was already showing baby bump before this wind well no because they spoke to a physician who was like we didn't realize she was pregnant until she gave birth maybe there's more to that story than i don't realize. know she was like as soon as i felt the wind i could tell i was you know what it's not spooky there's i wasn't gonna bring any of these up the point is the world needs to get a little bit spookier for next week so i have something interesting to read on the news or instead if you are listening to this and you have a spooky encounter or story to share with us send it our way if you would like us to read it you can send it to any of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All are at NerdSlothHQ. Or you can email us at contact at NerdSloth.com. Or you can just check us out on NerdSloth.com. Check out some of the other podcasts on the network. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we're doing for today. We'll come at you next week with a little more in-depth story, I would imagine. If Colleen does not have one, I will have one prepared. Uh, oh, I've gonna, got one. Oh, you do? Okay. You want to give a hint? No. Though? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was just a one-off week where I was I needed a break from the fears that were keeping well, me you up at start, night. We started a podcast called A Little Spooky. I, that, I just infer that you're spooked all the time. <sighs> it's a different kind of spooky. I guess. That keeps me up at night. Well, catch you all next week. Yeah, catch you all on the flip-flop. All right, I love you. Bye. Bye.
Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.